Hello, and welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. I am your host this week, Sonia Green, and I want to talk about coexisting with our thoughts. There's a belief in coaching that if we don't like a thought, we can just change it. And that's true to a point, right? If you have worked with a coach, then you know that one of the things that you do in the process of working with a coach is identifying your thoughts, having an awareness of those thoughts, and then deciding if you're going to keep the thought or change it. And many times that's what we want to do. We want to change it. That's why we hired the coach. I think if I'm unhappy with some part of my life, if I don't know what to do next, I can make a list of 20 things and I can just get into action. I mean, that that's true. We can do that. I, I do that many times when I'm trying to make a decision and I'm telling myself, I don't know what to do. Make a list of things I could do. Choose one of them. Get into action. Thoughts gone for the moment. If I think my child should be listening to my advice. Not that any of us parents have ever had that thought, but you know, work with me here. I can realize that I'm projecting my belief onto my child's life. I can have that awareness. I can tell myself that he or she gets to have their own experiences just like I had my own experiences. It's very possible I don't know what's best in every situation for their lives, and I can let them move on with their own processes, which by the way, they're going to do anyway. But the problem happens when we believe that changing our thoughts is as simple as flipping the light switch off to the old thought and flipping the light switch on to the new thought. That process in in itself never works, right? It's one of those, if it's too good to be true kind of scenarios. Because if it did, we would all just have perfect lives. If it was as easy as saying, I want a chocolate fudge sundae, I'm going to turn that thought off and turn on the thought, oh, I want a salad, a leafy green salad with lots of vegetables. It's not that easy, right? And those are extremes. And of course, that's what we want to go to, right? Our brains want to go to those extremes on each side. But it's not as easy as just flipping off the one thought and flipping on the other thought. Because life is going to be 50-50. We're going to have times where we eat the hot fudge sundae. And we're going to have times where we eat the salad and we're going to have even more times where we eat something in between and make a moderately okay choice. And that's the way we want it. I don't want to be in a constant state of policing my thoughts for any negativity and always rooting that negativity out and being happy all the time. I don't want to go around with a smile on my face 100% of the time. That would be weird. But it's also, it's just not the way we want to be. There are times that I want to be sad. There are times that I want to be empathetic with a friend of mine who's going through a hard time. And if I laughed at that moment, that's not what I want to feel. I want to feel 
whatever they're failing, if they're experiencing grief, if I'm experiencing grief. So I'm not going to belabor the 50-50 because I think we all get that, that we don't want to be happy all the time. We don't want to just change our thoughts to the positive all the time. But I think one of the reasons we try to jump from thought to thought without really coexisting with the negative thought or the uncomfortable thought without thinking about the transition time is because our brains find comfort in the binaries. Just think how often that we use binaries to think about issues in our lives. Something is good or it's bad. An issue is black or it's white. A lot of the problems we have in society today are because we label issues as right or left, conservative or liberal. Whenever we're labeling something as one or the other, we are microscoping into that issue. If we can get it down to a a one or the other, then we are not considering the complexities of an issue. What if we could zoom out and instead of saying, oh, that's left or that's right, we could say, oh, that's human. That's complex. There are a lot of moving parts here to be considered. It's much more difficult to zoom out and consider the complexity, but it's, I don't want to say that it's, it's better to do that. But it's just more true. Issues are complex. When we're thinking about our thoughts, there's complexity there. It's almost never just one or the other. So we need to learn for our own benefits, for our own growth, to zoom out and learn to coexist with the uncomfortable thoughts that are in between the old thought and the new thought. You know, many times we create manuals. Manuals are much like the binaries for our behaviors, for other people's behaviors. And we use those manuals to judge the behavior. We do it because it's comfortable. It's easy to do. If I have a line in my manual that says, Jack should put his dishes in the dishwasher after dinner instead of expecting me to do it seems reasonable. Jack should do that. But the problem is we go on to label that thought. If he does do it, he's good. If he doesn't do it, he's bad. And the problem is that no matter who Jack is to you, whether he's your spouse, your child, your coworker, your friend, I don't really think that you want to determine his goodness or badness on whether or not he puts his dishes away. So if we zoom out on that situation, we realize it's just a tiny pinpoint in the course of a relationship. And when we take it in a larger context, it could mean a lot of things about Jack, but it could also mean absolutely nothing about Jack right? Depending on what things were going on in Jack's life in the moment he didn't put his dishes away, 
we can choose to judge him on that or we can choose to just say it was a moment in a day and I'm just going to sit with my thought. He should have done it. He didn't. I'm just going to sit with it. I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to let it kind of fizzle and fade. It doesn't mean anything. The fun part is when you start doing that with your shoulds for your own life. I should be putting in more hours at work. Or I should be putting in more hours at home. I should be content with what I have. I could have more if I would just believe in myself more. All of these thoughts are should thoughts in that manual that we have for ourselves that we use to judge ourselves and turn ourselves either for or against, usually against us, right? Most shoulds are when we're not doing them, they turn out to be negative for us. But it's just, it's not that simple. I should be spending more hours at work. What's going on at home? What's keeping me from that? It's not as simple as I should or I shouldn't. There's complexity within that decision to do one thing or another. Sometimes to help people when when they're adjusting and trying to figure out the 50-50, they think the 50-50 should be all the time. So within a day, I should be 50% happy and 50% uncomfortable or whatever you want to balance those two with. And it's the same with work, home, life balance. I love that term because people have an idea that that work, home balance should somehow equal eight hours of each and then eight hours of sleep. That's not what balance is if you're ever going to be happy with it. Balance is on a continuum over a course of years, over a course of your lifetime. There are going to be times that are very dark. There are going to be times that are very happy. And the 50-50 happens within that continuum. Not usually, for most people anyway, on a daily basis. It just doesn't happen that way. And yet, we get so frustrated with these thoughts that we can't just sit with them. I should be at home more. I should be spending more time with my children before they grow up and move away. How does that feel in your body when you're thinking that thought? If I think it, which I do, I think it all the time. It doesn't feel good. It makes me feel like time is scarce. It makes me feel like I'm doing it wrong. It makes me have lots of negative feelings. How long can I sit with that? Instead of changing it, maybe it can't change in that moment. Maybe there's something big going on at work and I have to be committed to that at this time because I have committed to do this job. So in that moment, can I feel I should be spending more time at home and can I realize it's just a should that's going through my brain, could be right, it could be wrong, it really doesn't matter in this moment. And just be with it and know that time is time. I will have more time to devote at home at a later date. And I can sit with that thought 
I can normalize it. I can say most people feel like they should be doing one thing when they're doing the other, because that's how it is, right? If I'm spending more time at home, my thought automatically is I should be spending more time at work. Instead of that back and forth, that tug of shoulds, sit in the moment, sit in the complexity and normalize it. If you can say, I know my brain thinks it should be doing the other thing right now, but I am focused on this thing. There will be time for the other one when this project is over or when my child gets well or whatever. I know it's normal for my brain to churn like this, but I'm going to get comfortable with the complexity. Now that's kind of thought work 101, right? If you've been doing thought work, then those shoulds are something, one of the first things you probably learn to watch out for. If you hear should in your thought, in fact, I know we've done lots of podcasts on it in the past, then that's always a red flag. But here's the next level. If you're ready to go a little bit deeper into thought work, the next level is when you find yourself with a thought like, (laughs) this one came from actually from my journal. I took it from there. So it was written down. A thought that I had been having lately is, I don't know enough about business to market my collaboration training to workplaces. And if you've, I know I've mentioned this before, but I've recently started training on team building and collaboration to different businesses, corporations. And in doing that, I do have expertise in that field. I've been teaching it for a very long time in academia. But a thought that had planted itself in my brain was, I don't know enough about business to market my collaboration training to workplaces. And it sounds like a fact, right? There's no should in it. There's probably an implied should if we dig a little deeper, but there's no should in it. It sounds like a fact. And I was using it to judge myself because I was aware of it. And I was saying, that's not true. I'm just saying that because I'm afraid to put myself out there. But it's more complex than that. I can try to change the thought. I can try to jump to, I know plenty about businesses and collaborative training, but my brain isn't ready to shut off the old thought and flip on the new thought. Instead, I have to coexist with that thought. I have to not judge that thought because the binaries that our brain likes make us judge just like I should. That's a judgment. I said there was an implied judgment here because I guess the implied judgment would be, I don't know enough about business to market my collaborative training to workplaces. So I should learn more before I do it. But again, it's not true nor false. I know a lot about collaborative training that businesses may not know. I don't know everything about business lingo to talk to corporations in their language. So it's a much more complex situation than that. 
And by trying to apply a right or wrong, a judgment to that thought, then I'm not normalizing it. I'm judging the thought. So this is what I want us to work on. And when I say us, I'm talking about me too, obviously, because this is my thought. When you have your awareness of your thought, that's step one. The second step, the deeper step, is to figure out what you're doing with that thought. Are you rushing to change it? That's normal. That's what we want to do because we want to get past the feeling of the middle, right? The middle, that complexity, being aware of the complexity, our brain wants to be efficient. It wants to just put it away. It wants to say true or false or whatever. Let's move on to the next thought and not feel the complexity because... That's not decisive. That's just kind of floating out there. And we're always uncomfortable when we're floating out there. Think about overwhelm. We're churning. It's in that middle space too, because I know what needs to be done. I'm not choosing one thing and taking action. We need to learn to coexist with our thoughts. The hot fudge Sunday thought. How do we coexist with that? I want a hot fudge sundae. Okay, that's normal. Hot fudge sundaes are better than broccoli, I guess. For some people they are, for some people they're not. But that's a normal thought. There's nothing wrong with that thought. I don't need to put it away. I don't need to change it. I can just live with that thought. I'm having a thought that I want a hot fudge sundae. I'm having a thought that I should learn more about business lingo. Okay, that's normal. We always think we need to know a little more because our brain gets comfortable if we're not acting. If I don't think I should stop and study more, instead I should go do something. See the difference? My brain says, oh, buffering feels better. Let's buffer. But the the truth is that we can sit in the complexity of the thought and not buffer, not make a decision, just be aware that it's out there. I'm having this thought and I can go on with my life anyway. I don't have to do anything about it. Just like Jack and his dishes, I don't have to do anything about that. It won't change anything in the end either way. If I judge that thought, If I use it to beat myself up, well, I should know more about business. I'm never going to do well. It's going to be like all my other endeavors. I just don't know enough. People are going to think I'm stupid. They're going to think I don't belong. Using it to beat myself up like that? How is that going to do anything positive for me? It's not. Because if those are the things that I'm, if I'm beating myself up with it, then my result is going to be exactly what my thought was, right? That's one of those great models that just goes all the way around. I don't think I know enough to market. Therefore, I'm not going to market. Thus, I'm never going to make money in this business. So it's full circle. You prove yourself true. If your thought is, there are things I don't know yet, but I'll figure them out along the way. 
that's being open to the complexities, to the understanding. I don't know everything. There's more to learn. That's okay. I can still take action. So coexisting with our thoughts is not natural to us. It's not innate. We aren't born, most of us, especially if we are somebody who is used to being a high achieving person. Our thoughts are to constantly be moving forward, achieving the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And when we get stopped by something, for those of us who are high achievers, usually the easier thing to do is to go back to the safest thing, to the last thing we did that was safe instead of pushing forward because we like to achieve. And if we're already achieving in one space and then we try something else, if that doesn't work, we want to go back to the safe space where we can achieve again. But the real reward may be in pushing forward in learning to be comfortable in these complex spaces of in-between. So that's what I'm challenging myself to do is to stop judging my thoughts, to get comfortable with that space in between that slippery middle ground where it's neither good nor bad. It's neither I know everything or I know nothing. Neither of those are true and see what I can do if I just coexist with my thoughts instead of fighting them, instead of judging them, instead of trying to move past them, just sitting with them, letting them be and saying, I'm going to have these thoughts and I'm going to work anyway. I'm going to do the thing anyway. I'm going to learn on the job anyway. I'm going to eat some Sundays and eat some broccoli anyway. Not at the same time, probably. All right. So if you are having trouble with your thoughts, with judging them, with wanting them to change too quickly, with not sitting in that middle ground, I would love to coach you on that. You can get in touch with me at soniagreencoaching.com. There's information on how to sign up for a free consultation where we can talk about what, where you want to go with your thoughts, what your goals are and what you're going to achieve next. I would love for you to write and review the podcast if you like it. If you don't, then that's all right. You don't have to do that. Go to the Coaches Cup podcast. You'll find us on uh, iTunes, on Google Podcasts. We're just about wherever your podcast go. So give us a review. Let us know what you think and join us on the Coaches Cup podcast Facebook page. We are there and we would love to hear your thoughts about this episode or any others. We've got a great little community there and we would love to hear from you and have have you to join us next week. I'll be back. I hope you have a great fourth of july week if you're taking this whole week off travel safely and we'll see you next week bye